0: Yus, we just won 3-0 in Munich against Bayern. Our rivals in the last few years in the Champions League. Pedri scored one. Lewandowski got two goals, including that penalty call against Dembele. use Barca are back.
1: Javi is a mastermind, dude. I can't believe it. After all of this, he decides to play Alonso, a strategic, masterful decision, and we just destroyed them. Busquets playing the... Best game of his career, man of the match, facilitating everything leading up to Dembele and Pedri's goals and Lewandowski. It was wonderful, Adam.
0: Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with the youths. What's up, guys? And we are back from the dream world, uh, the world where, you know, everything went right in this game and we came away with the victory we all yearned for against Bayern Munich, our recent Big rivals in the Champions League. But that's not how it ended use. But I'm not sitting here all doom and gloom, right? Because as fickle as the game can be on a different night, you know, Pedri would have put away one of those chances. Dembele would have been called for that penalty. Lewandowski would have done his normal clinical finishing and we would have been up, you know, by one or two or possibly even three goals in that first half. But in actuality, right, we come into that second half, they uh, just kind of blitzed us. They get us sleeping on a counter with uh, Alonzo, who, even though he had a good game, hasn't played that much with us, missed his man, they get a header, and then a few minutes later, You know, Sane cuts to the defense, and our team, after that first goal, was lackadaisical. We kind of, you know, lost our composure. We let them score a second, and and that's kind of all she wrote. But, you know, heading into the game, what we really wanted to see, and what we've been tempering everyone with expectations for the last few months, is this is a team that needs to grow into the season. This is a season that has a World Cup in the middle of it, so there's going to be, you know, much more starkly than other seasons, a kind of first half versus second half. And we wanted to see the team come out and put up a fight. Right? We didn't want to see us get knocked over. Last year in the Champions League against Bayern, we basically assumed the home and away games were losses. This game, we wanted to see our team come out, put up that fight, not get blown over, and that's exactly what happened. Use, right? Let me get your, your initial takes on the game.
1: Yeah, so like before the game starting out, you know, I had the expectation that we probably weren't going to win this game. Bayern is a good team. Uh, They, I think, one of the statistics is they haven't lost any of their uh, uh, group stage Champions League games in a few years. So. The fact that we're just coming back, you know, growing, and we're finally seeing some positive results in this 2022-23 year is, like, I think we were still going to perform well, but I didn't think we were going to win it. But, you know, going into the game, I was very, very impressed with our performance, especially in the first half. Um, It's felt like all the players were on, like, on... You know, like their f- their switch was on. Yeah. B- even Busquets, the oldest one, the captain of our Wonderful. team was really leading our players. And he was getting Pedri involved, Lewandowski, you know, our wingers and everything. And so that in itself was very impressive. We just came out with such a ferocity and an energy that we w- were looking to score. We were looking to create. And we did that. And there was times that, you uh, know, Dembele had some great chances, or Lewandowski had some great chances. Pedri had some great chances, and I think our midfield and our front three did a lot of work to get, you know, create stuff. But it, like you said, it just fell short of us. I think the biggest uh, thing that held us back in this game was ourselves. We could have Mm -hmm. won this game. I truly thought that. Uh huh. And I think Uh, I'm gonna leave this game.
0: You know, like I'm not, I'm not dissuaded. Okay, we lost 0-2. You know, ESPNFC, BR Football, all of those Madrid-based, uh, you know, social media groups, they're going to laugh at us, meme us, talk about how, you know, our, our last, like, four games against Bayern are all, like, 16-2 to two scores. But I'm <laughs> not going to buy into that narrative, right? I mean, all sure. of us saw the game. We all saw the fight we put up. We saw Gavi and Pedri both under the age of 20 fighting out there like no other. And, you know, Gavi continues to just rise in my stock book as someone who was a bit of a doubter about him as an out-and-out starter at the end of the season. And this is the exact performance we needed. Like you said, Busquets was resurgent. There are some things as we get into the game, and especially when we, you know, go through the first and second half and talk kind of about Xavi's management. We could have made some subs earlier. You know, Rafinha, it really wasn't his night. We still have a little bit of a conundrum that Rafinha and Dembele together leave the left flank uh, looking a bit lackluster. And then, you know, I I think I think overall it it just it it didn't fall our way. But this is a performance to be proud of. So let's get into Mm -hmm. it. Let's talk about the lineup. And, you know, as your dream use talked about, there were two big surprises. (laughs)
1: Sure, we had uh, Stegen, Koundé, Araujo, Christensen, and Alonso in the back line. Then the midfield, Pedri, Busquets, Gavi. And then the front three, as you said, Rafinha, Lewandowski, and Dembele. Um, And that, you know, that Alonso choice, we only had him sub on in our last game, giving him just a few short minutes, and somehow he makes this start I'm very surprised that Javi took this chance against Bayern Munich, a team who <laughs> is our new rival, mm-hmm. apparently, in the Champions League at least. And, and, and as I mentioned uh-huh. on
0: Twitter, right, like I think before yeah. the game, uh, the lineup you laid out that we, pro- we played with, there was only two big changes, right? We thought Eric Garcia might start instead of Christensen. No, mm-hmm. Garcia's had some, some health issues after that Sevilla game, so I wasn't positive. And then we thought Balde would get the start over Alba, certainly uh, at that left-back spot. You mean Alonso? And yeah, it, uh, no, well, we thought we yeah. thought Balde would start over Alba, right? We didn't oh, even oh, think gotcha, Alonzo gotcha. was kind of in sure. in the formula yes, yes, there, yes. and you know. I think uh, there was a little bit of a chicken or an egg thing. I, I put a tweet about this, right? Which is like, Ball Day, is he ready for the big game or not? And it's kind of like, well, he's never going to be ready unless we put him in the big game. But, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he's not ready now. And so, you know, there was thoughts maybe Alba would start. And then, you know, Alonso, who is a, a player who's played, right, for Chelsea. He's played in a lot of big European nights. And uh, Xavi gave him the, the, the start. And, and he looked pretty, pretty good, right? I mean, I don't. Uh, there will be some criticisms of Alonso for being the one to, to lose his man on that corner that led to the goal. But overall, especially in that first half, I thought he did a wonderful job. And so um, I was shocked by by Xavi's choice. And I know a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram were kind of saying when when the, the pre-match rumors were Alonso might start, we're thinking it was done and dusted. But Xavi had some big, big stones on him, right? To go out and put <laughs> Alonso in. And, and I think it, uh, it paid off in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a risky... Decision, but we've talked a lot about how uh, Xavi has been kind of uh, predictable, right? So in this sense, I'm not saying this is the this is the choice to make to make us unpredictable because it is not. He hasn't been playing with our team at all, and so it's just such a weird choice. He has some experience, a hundred percent. He played with Chelsea. They just won the Champions League what two years ago, and then we also started Christensen alongside that. So maybe he had. Uh, He had, you know, in practice, he had seen that Alonso is ready and fit and would be a better option because he was more experienced than Balde, especially in a high-intensity game, in the Champions' high-pressure game. Um, But at the end of the day, look— Th- for the o- most part, this lineup is what everyone would have expected, right? So it's and, not like we came c- into this. It went, it went uh-huh. off, right? Like,
0: yeah. you know, this yeah. game will be our classic tale of two halves game, but that first half was, was about as good as you could have expected, right? Like, there was mm-hmm. no doubt about it. In the first half, we were the much better team. And I think there were a sure. few points that really uh, – Made me excited, right? Number one, I thought there was a lot of created chances off winning the ball back, right? We talk so much mm-hmm. about how Byron are physical and how they're going to boss us around in the midfield and, and and, you know, push us around. But you saw Lewandowski taking the ball early, Uh, And winning that ball back, giving it to Rafinha, who gets it to Pedri, who had a one-on-one chance against Neuer. Um, And then, you know, as well, you see Busquets, like you mentioned earlier, having two to three times where he just purely pickpocketed the Bayern midfielders and was able to take the ball back and create, a you know, a counterattack offensive, which was just amazing. And then, you know, the big thing and the thing that we all knew was critical is that Rafinha and Dembele really played a lot of defense in that first half. Uh, I think perhaps our defense in that first half was was more impressive than our offense, right? Because I always knew Rafinha and Dembele on the wings and Gavi running all over was going to create some uh, opportunities. But defensively, to not allow Bayern really uh, more than one good opportunity was really impressive to me. And a lot of that had to do with Dembele and Rafinha coming back and creating... You know, s- some opposition to Alfonso Davies. Now, Davies did have his day with Kunde. He also burned Rafinha <laughs> a few times, but I was really impressed that even though Kunde got burned a few times in that first half, he never stopped, you know, trying, putting in a good effort. And eventually he was able to, um, you know, make two goal line clearances or blocks that were huge for us.
1: Yeah, and we were, that's a great point. We weren't disheartened by the fact that. Uh, even if we were struggling at certain parts of this game, we didn't get taken out of the game, right? We kept on fighting. There was, we didn't just let them walk all over us. And for example, like that 8-2 victory they had against us and, you know, us just standing there being shocked that it's happening. You know, we still fought and we played this game out and it could have gone our way, you know, um, It was unfortunate circumstances. I think that that foul on Dembele should have been a penalty, but we didn't get it. Uh, Lewandowski should have finished that ball, but we didn't get it. So at the end of the day, like, look, all the the pieces of the puzzle didn't fit perfectly, but we got sections of the puzzle that seemed to show the picture of Barca's future, and I think it's coming out really nicely. It's slow, but but it's coming out nicely. Uh
0: It must be admitted, (laughs) right? Like, it wasn't a perfect first half because... You know, our, our front three failed us, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the form of Dembele, Lewandowski, and Rafinha wasn't there. For the first sure. 20-ish minutes, we had Dembele on the left side. Again, that's not his best side. He doesn't have that natural... Uh, ability to to create from there but even saying that right he did create a a wonderful counter counter attack opportunity gets the ball to Gavi who puts it into Lewandowski who you know unfortunately wasn't able to get the shot on goal Um, and then Rafinha he had a little bit of a mixed bag right he had two shots one in the first half and second half where he you know could have got a shot on goal or at least ignore or make a save and he didn't and then Lewandowski he has the header right into Neuer's arms he has the the shot up front right in front of Neuer that he skies and so you know there there was some big issues that our front 3 were mm-hmm. just not clinical enough you know you you yeah. at some point and this is kind of, you know, where I feel a little bit of the the negative reaction to this game uh, amidst all the positives is that, you know, some, you can't just keep having learning opportunities, right? Like eventually rubber hits the road and we need to have one of these big European games. We had some, you know, last year, Real Madrid in uh, La Liga, we had, um, you know, I think Atletico also in that same month. So we've had some big performances mm-hmm. under Xavi, but at some point here it, it gets frustrating when it's just like every big game becomes a learning opportunity that you lose. And so had our front three been a little bit more clinical, uh, that would have really, you know, changed the whole complexion of the game. It must be said sure. again that Dembele got fouled and that should have been a penalty. And if that penalty is called and Lewandowski mm-hmm. puts it in, the whole game changes. But I want to hear your, your thoughts about, you know, how I thought the front three let us down.
1: No, they definitely should have been more on point with the opportunities that they had. Uh, We've seen in the last few games of La Liga, us scoring four goals. We are putting shots away. We are um, very intense on being clinical on both sides of the ball. We're able to, uh, you know, get even, there was, I think, uh, Lewandowski's hat trick. He had several shots that probably were a way lower percentage than the shots that he had in today's game that he made in other games that he didn't make today. Now, you could go to say Lewandowski is coming back to Bayern, um, playing against his old team that he just left. You know, there could be some nerves there performing in his old stadium. There could be other mental, you know, like I have to perform well, but if I perform well and score all these goals, am I going to get like... Like, what's going to happen here, right? So I think there's a high-pressure situation with a player mm-hmm. that leaves his team and it plays against them in a big match right away. But that doesn't mean, you know, the other players like Dembele and Rafinha should have been off target as well, right? Like, uh, even Pedri. Pedri had some two, two great opportunities that he just... I don't know what happened. He and just and that's finish.
0: a that's a recurring theme, right? You go back like mm-hmm. a season ago, and you and I would talk a lot about uh, Pedri needing to get more shots on target. Dembele needs to do it too. Rafini mm-hmm. needs to do it too. So I think that's just a, a common takeaway for us: is that you know our team needs to to make sure we're practicing shots enough and getting the ball on target, right? The the thing that we were encouraged about Dembele in the first few games of the season is he's getting shots on target. But, you know, there's nothing worse than when you have a good opportunity and you don't even make the goalie make a save. That is sure. really just the biggest letdown. Yeah. And then, you know, as you transition into the second half here, I think the big thing that happened, right, is that uh, Nagelsmann, the coach of Bayern, he puts in Goretzka for Sabitzer, and he's the one to make that change right at the 45th minute. And then, you know, we got hit. I mean, how do you want to characterize that, that 51st-minute goal, that 55th-minute goal, kind of the whole breakdown of our momentum from that first half?
1: I think overall we fell asleep our, you know, they injected new players, fresh legs coming in the speed. I think we just got hit unexpectedly. We didn't think that Byron was going to come out with such intensity because we had control of the game prior. I think, you know, we had way more shots than them on uh, in the first half. Our possession was about equal. We did a really good job with getting the ball back from them. Uh, We weren't doing anything chaotic. We were having good ball movement. And then all of a sudden You know, as you just said, they injected these new players, new legs, new energy, and we just didn't – we weren't prepared for it. I think we just fell asleep. I mean, yeah,
0: it's a goal off of a corner, right? Yeah. Uh, Alonzo misses. Man, they put it in. And then after that, in like the three minutes between the first and second goal, you're right. It just seemed like kind of we had been punched in the mouth, and we were reverting a little bit back to those old, you know, PTSDs of Anfield or of of the 8-2 where, like, you know, we get punched in the mouth, and then we kind of just get – starry-eyed deer-in-the-headlights type look. And then, boom, Sané just cuts through the middle, drives forward, and puts it away. And, you know, on that play, Christensen probably should have pulled them back for a foul. I think it would have been a yellow, not a red. And, um, you know, just a the foul there would have helped us a lot. It reminds me a lot of when Sergio Berto... Uh, did that huge run in the Classico a few years ago, and then, and then Messi scored the the, the mm. winner in the 93rd minute. It's like Ronaldo was screaming, foul him, foul him. I felt the same <laughs> way, kind of, when you see Sané just cutting through butter through that sure. midfield. Uh, and then, you know, they're up 2-0. And I, the one thing I w- was happy about, right, we put in in about the 60th minute, we put in Ferran Torres, and we put in Frankie de Young, and the team really didn't give up. And that's one of the big takeaways I have from the second half that makes me happy, is that the team, uh, you know, once the—I mean— it's it's kind of like a silver lining, right? Once the two goals go in, our team is like, oh, okay, we got to we got to play again, and we created some chances in that second half overall. Um, yeah, so yeah, but w- w-
1: mm-hmm. I think our my biggest worry is that in these games that Chavi's uh, not making decisions proactively, and I think we've said this many times, it's retroactive, right? They already scored two goals, and then we start making subs, or one goal, and then we start making subs. I think there was opportunities for us to make subs either earlier at the halftime because. You know, let's just take Busquets for the example. He's an older player. He uh, Even if he performed very well in the first half, I feel like we should know by now he's going to start dropping off. He doesn't have a 90-minute stamina performance where he's just always going uh, going as hard as he can, right? He just can't do that, especially against a team as high-intensity as Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. And well, I on have top a few thoughts that uh, about okay, that. Go
0: Right. I, uh-huh. think, I think you're totally right. And I think making a sub earlier, right, the sub from Nagelsmann of Goretzka in, I think it kind of changed the complexion of the midfield and made uh, Bayern mm-hmm. a little bit more potent on the attack, which is the little edge they needed to put away a chance and to be clinical. I think you know Rafinha, like I said earlier, he wasn't working out that well. And I feel like we're starting to see a little bit uh, of the issue of Dembele and Rafinha on the pitch at the same time. And so if you're going to sub Rafinha at the 60th minute, I think probably it could have been good for us to sub him out in the 45th minute, right, and put on Anzu Fati. So it's kind of a a dual issue I have, right? One is that we didn't make a sub earlier if we're going to just take out Rafinha in the 60th minute. And then two, I just, I I still wonder a little bit why Ferran Torres is the first man up and not Anzu (laughs) Fati, right? It's it's (laughs) perplexing to me. I think a lot of people (laughs) feel like it too. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, we want, Ferran Torres to build and to be good because we've spent 55 million euros on him and that he scores a lot for Spain but at some point when he continues to not perform for us is he the right man to be the first man off the bench for our
1: attack against you know Bayern Munich in the Champions League I don't think so yeah no I totally agree with that because we're looking to score right and how has Ferran's percentage on scoring have been over the last I don't know five games not too good, and even, you know, in the preseason, not too good. So where is this coming from? Is that the man to make the goal? And he, we also see a lot of times with Ferran Torres, he ends up somehow overlapping or intersecting with Lewandowski, you know, covering the same space, and that ends up being negative. Um, and then we want Lewandowski to have his space, his free runs, and be able to create. And if we put Ferran Torres in sometimes, it feels like that area gets too cluttered for me. And then the other thing I wanted to say was um, – I do think, you know, when we make some of these subs, like if we're going to sub out some players in the midfield, like Busquets and Gavi and put in uh, Frankie de Jong or Kessie, I want to have more of an understanding that when these players come in, we're looking to score. We're, We're really... Um, putting our efforts in the offense and pushing forward sometimes it feels like we put in these subs and we we um we put them in subsequently so you know obviously they're not coming in all at the same time and it ends up not really influencing the strategy of the game because it's not committing enough Mm. uh uh, reinforcements to the strategy that we need and in this game we needed to score right so we should be putting offensively minded players and looking to push forward and score and i just feel like that's also missing Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, the more of the issue
0: was that, you know, we definitely had some players who really turned off in the second half. I thought Busquets, of course, got tired. He, he had a drop in form from an amazing level in that first half. And I think, I think Padri as well had a bit of a drop off in that second half after a really good first mm-hmm. half. And I thought, you know, I liked putting on Frankie de Jong. I'm, I'm a big fan of Frankie, <laughs> but I thought putting him on for Padri instead of Gavi might've worked out because Gavi was just offering so much the entire game, right? He was uh, close to my man of the match just because of the way he was able to cover the left side, the right side, right? If you look through some of those chances in the first half, Gavi is integral to getting the ball to Lewandowski both from the left and right side, and, and he was everywhere. And I thought, you know, he has the gas tank to kind of keep going, and I, I, I feel a little bit like we're starting to see some wear and tear on Pedri already early in the season, and that we probably need to get him uh, a bit
1: more rest. So what you're saying is we need to sub more, we need to rotate more, we need to make those rotations, well, you know, at a better time, right? Like Related to that is kind
0: of my, uh, my thoughts on Kessie, right? Which is uh-huh. that we continue to use Kessie in the same mold as like a awful Andre Gomes type player who you put on in like the 85th minute who's Mm -hmm. just some kind of dude taking up time. uh, And I think he's a much better player than that. And so I would have liked to seen him come on the pitch, you know, in the 16th minute. So I I do agree with you that that we need to sub a little bit more proactively. I think there's a little bit of hindsight 2020 type vision going on here between you and I, right? Which is like, we should have subbed Rafinha in the 45th minute. Uh, But then if you'd asked us after the first half ended, hey, how did you think the performance was in the first half? We would have said, it was so good. A goal is imminent, imminent," right? So, you -hmm. know, some of the... And then, right, Busquets, oh my God, he had an amazing first half. And then we're saying sub him in the 60th minute. It's like, well, you know, we didn't exactly expect for him to drop off or or other players
1: that quick. So. Think of it this way, too. I mean, I totally agree with you because we are just looking back. This could have happened. This could have happened. And that's not you know, beneficial in any sense because we could have won this game. But I do think we see... Uh, Chavi doing uh, substitutes in the 60th minute and so on and so forth, but we don't see that 45-minute sub. So when are we going to get that is kind of the question here, right? When are we going to start trying these strategies out and be like, okay, this player has played 45 minutes. They did well, but we need something else, you know, even if we're draw 0-0 or even if we're up 2-1 or something. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think this is a learning experience, right? We have
0: you know a game this weekend and then we have 2 weeks off and then i think october 4th we play in la liga and then no no october 1st we play in la liga and october 4th we have some big games against inter milan this is going to make it this last year a tough time for us to get first in the group but we're mm-hmm. we're battling to go to the knockout stages right and so we yeah. really need to win that game on october 4th against inter milan and i'm just going to be praying that the team continues to learn here and that we don't have you know the classic barca drop off after an international break so let us know in the comments, guys. Don't mind me. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button and let us know in the comments what you thought about this game, about what this means for certain players, about Javi's tactics, about how depressed you are or happy you are. <laughs> let us know because we always love the feedback. Thank you all so much. Have a nice week. We'll see you on Saturday.
1: Thanks, guys.